Hello, and thank you for tuning in to The Gathering Church, a place of grace. Sit back, relax, and listen in. out the window, just zoning on the Lord just now, hallelujah, we bless your name, Jesus, we glorify your name, Jesus, God, you inhabit the praises of the people, God, I thank you for your spirit this morning, I thank you for your anointing, God, that destroys yokes and removes burdens, God. So we praise you this morning, God. You are the miracle-working God. And somebody is in need of a miracle today. Somebody is in need of a breakthrough today. God, I don't know who they are, but you know who they are, God. And I pray they won't leave here the same way they came. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Tell your neighbor this morning, God is good. I think you got the wrong one. They didn't agree with you. Say, neighbor, God is good. Come on now. He's a good God this morning. You might not be that good, but he's good. In spite of yourself, he's still good. In spite of your shortcomings, come on, somebody. He's still a good God. And we bless him this morning for his goodness. For he is such a good God. And we just praise God for allowing us just to worship him and just to celebrate the goodness of the Lord this morning. Today we're going to talk briefly on the topic of prayer. On the topic of prayer. Uh, This is something that has been really brewing in my heart over the last couple of weeks. Amen. Easter Sunday we spoke about Amen. The power of the cross. Amen. Last Sunday we spoke about I'm saved. Now what? I mean, he was blessed by last Sunday's message. Amen. I'm saved. And if you haven't, if you ever heard it, go online and get it. Go online and get it. It's free. I don't got no CDs back there. I don't sell no CDs. Everything is free. I'm asking for a $25 offering. Come on. I'm asking you to put the check in my hand. It's free. Amen. So go hear the word. Amen. But we preached about sanctification. And many of us, we as Christians, we don't understand the process of sanctification, which is allowing God to make us more like his son Jesus. Amen. Now that we got saved, what do we do now? We said, this is prayer. He said, Lord, come into my life. What do we do? And so I gave you some points last week on what you need to do to live a sanctified life. And one of the things that you do when you live a sanctified life is that you pray. You pray. You pray. And I find that when I speak to many Christians about the concept of prayer, sometimes that's, the, that's one of the missing links that I find in believers' lives. It's the concept of prayer. I think sometimes we make prayer so much more complicated than what it actually is. When I first um, started hearing about God, I didn't grow up in church. I went to church a, a few times throughout the years. I grew up Baptist. Amen. And it wasn't until I got into high school that they had a gospel choir. And I always wanted to sing, so I decided to join the gospel choir, Brother Dwayne. And as I joined the gospel choir, they would pray in a circle. And next day I hear people speaking in tongues and praising God and shouting. I'm like, what is going on here? I just want to just sing. I don't know about all this Jesus stuff. What is all that? You weirding me out now. And 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 as I learned more about the things of God, I, I said, well, God must not hear my prayer because I don't pray as brother such and such prays. I mean, he was, Father, in the name of Jesus. Surely God was hearing brother such and such. just the way he said it. Father, in the name of Jesus. It just sounded so powerful. It's like, whoa, I got chills. I know God. God surely could have heard God. I'm here. He surely could have heard that. I, I, you know, and sometimes we, we, we look on the outward appearance 
But prayer is just simply communicating with God. Now, when we hear, Father, in the name of Jesus, amen, that's just a fervent prayer. It's a prayer that's just coming from the vowels, come from, from the gut. But we don't always pray like that. Amen. Sometimes I'm driving the street, Lord, just give me strength just to get to the day. Please, Lord, just, just help me this morning. It's not going to always be, Father, in the name of Jesus. And, 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 and so we, we have to realize prayer is just communicating. Prayer is just talking to God. You don't have to pray the way Pastor Verna prays. Amen. You don't have to pray the way I pray. Amen. Just simply talk to God. It's just simply a conversation. Now, hear the word, conversation. There's a conversing happening. So it's not just a one-way thing. It's two-way. And see, this is another area where Christians miss it. Because when we begin to pray, we, we just dump on God. We think prayer is dumping. Well, Lord, here's my problems, here's my issues, here's my burdens. Help me, help me, help me. Like he's a genie. Three wishes, please. <laughs> my wish is your command. <laughs> and that's what we think prayer is. And we treat God like a genie. We, we, we treat God like a microwave God. Like he's supposed to do it our way. Amen. We don't say nevertheless, not my will, but let your will be done. We say my will. This is what I want, Jesus. And so we struggle in the concept of prayer. Prayer is a conversation. It's you talking to God, but you also having an ear to hear what he's saying to you. That God speaks to us in many ways. The first and foremost way that the Lord speaks to us is through his word. And that's why you come to church, and that's why you come to Bible study, so you can hear his word. Because you got a lot of flaky Christians out there who say God told them stuff, and God didn't tell them nothing. I, I, remember, growing up in, I remember growing up in Bethel. Lord bless them, Lord bless my people. And it was one brother that said, yeah, God spoke to me. a married brother. Yeah, God spoke to me and said, that's my wife over there. I said, but you're married. Yeah, but God told me that's my wife over there. No, God didn't tell you. The word of God says, thou shalt not commit adultery. Yeah, people say some flaky stuff. And because they don't know this book, the word of God, the B-I-B-L-E, that's the book for me, the basic instructions before leaving earth. Come on now. Because they don't know the word of God, people say flaky stuff. That's how you hear evangelists and, 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 and you watch these, these, these televangelists on television and they be saying some crazy stuff. Ain't no way did Jesus talk about some miracle water. Ain't no way it's about some miracle water. They get, they, and and, and they, they, they love to do the handkerchief thing. Brother, brother, everybody get your handkerchief. I'm going to pray over it. No, you can pray for yourself. And see, because we don't know the word of God, amen, we, we don't need to go to any priest, amen, we don't need to go to any prophet. We can get a word for ourselves, amen. We, 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 we can get a word for ourselves. And everything that God speaks to us will be confirmed in this book. So if God is telling you something, it has to be confirmed in these pages. If it's not in these pages, it's not God. And so we have Christians who, who, who misconstrued the word of God because they do not know the word because they don't understand prayer. So prayer, it, 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 it's, it's a powerful mechanism and it's a powerful weapon. Ask Christians, I said, ask some Christians, how your prayer life? Well, this pastor is a little complicated. Like your Facebook status, your relational Facebook status. It's complicated right now. Are you interested in men, women? Are you dating? Are you divorced? And then they have, it's complicated. Some of our prayer lives are complicated. So when stuff is going good, you know, we don't pray that much. But see, sometimes we, 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 we pray when things are just going wrong in our lives. That's what we want to really want to cry out to God. It's complicated. And so we have to get past the complications that prevent us from really connecting with God. You see, when we are courting and we are dating somebody, we, 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 you know, we don't say it's complicated. We in love. We put, you know, in a relationship with. Amen. And we, 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 we are very bold and open about our relationship. I mean, we make the time that's needed to develop that relationship. Amen. I it's nothing going to stop us from talking to your boo-boo. 
okay, from your boo bear and your snuggle puss and your, or whatever you call your, your lover, amen. And there's nothing going to stop you from doing that, amen. But when it comes to God, a better relationship with him, so many times we have excuses because we treat God like a genie. And because we really don't have a genuine relationship with him. We know of God. We have an acquaintance with God, but God is not our close friend. See, we sing the song, I'm a friend of God. Become a friend of God through prayer. Everybody's not a friend of God just because you call yourself a Christian. Do you know God? Are you, do you have not just an acquaintance, but do you have a close relationship with God? And so we're going to be talking about prayer this month. Prayer is such a powerful weapon. The devil don't want us, want us to pray because prayer is a weapon against the enemy. It binds up the strategies of the devil. You better believe that there's a mark out for your life. Not quiet in here. See, the moment you accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, there is a mark out for your life. The Bible says that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. He's going to use any and everything to try to annihilate you. That's his purpose. That's his plan. And let me tell you, he's very good at it. He is so cunning, the Bible says. He's so slick. Amen. And he'll do any and everything just to get you to stumble and to fall. And the first thing that he wants to do is cut your relationship off with God. Because, you know, that's the lifeline. The Bible is very specific where it talks to John 15. He said, I am the vine and you are the branches. Amen. We are connected to the vine. Just like a tree branch is connected to the, to, to, to the trunk of the tree. That's where the life, the sap, the nutrients come from. The first thing that the enemy wants to do, he wants to cut you off from your source. And when he does that, that's how his plan begins to prevail against you because he cuts you off from hearing from God. See, when you're in prayer, God gives you strategies how to overcome the obstacles in your life. But because you don't connect with God, you miss out on the strategies that he's giving you. Some of us are working so much harder, and God said, if you just came in my presence, you could work smarter. You could avoid some of the drama and some of the mess that you're currently in now if you just prayed about it. But sometimes we, we do things in our own strength without acknowledging God. That's why I love the scripture in Proverbs 3, 4, 5, and 6. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways. Acknowledge him. And what will he do? He shall direct your paths. He shall direct your paths. So that's the promise that God gives us. But the thing is, we got to get in prayer. We have to have, we, we have, to have that continuing conversation with God. Now, there's some people who like to pray more than others, and I understand that. There's some people who actually have a gift of prayer, which is called the gift of intercession. These are people who can pray for long periods of time. You'd be like, well, are you going to say amen? I'm ready to go. Okay? On the first hallelujah, I was done. Thank you, Chief. Okay, I'm ready to go. And there's some people who can just pray for long times. I'll give you an example. We have a leadership prayer meeting. Amen. On Tuesdays at my office in Hackensack. And because we're all intercessors, we just pray for long. What time we got out Friday? Our prayer meeting is supposed to go from 7 to 9. What time we got there, Minister Dwayne? Almost midnight. Almost midnight. Because we just love to pray. And God just blesses us when we pray. But we're strengthened. Amen. I know about you guys, leaders, but I ain't the same from last Tuesday. Amen. Amen. Because I love to be in his presence. Now, everybody can't handle that. And I understand that, but that's still no excuse why you can't pray. Our old mother in the church said, no prayer, no power. Little prayer, little power. Much prayer, much power. You want power for your life? Get in prayer. Get in prayer. Get in prayer. Get in prayer. Now I'm going to give you a pattern to pray in the word of God. Because... One day, the Bible says in Luke 11, 1, Jesus was praying in a certain place. See, Jesus had a place. Get a place to pray. Because if you don't have a, a place to pray, many times you, you, it's, it's not going to be an ape in your mind, especially if you're not a type A personality. You'll have that trait. See, my wife, she's very orderly. Amen. She has a little set tea that she sits every morning. 
and she prays. Amen. How do I know she prays? Because she leaves a Bible there, her journal open, and everything is there. Older. I said, pick your books away. That's my prayer time. I spend time with Jesus. I said, okay, honey. Get a place to pray. Jesus was praying in a certain place. Some people might call a certain place a prayer closet. Amen. When I was growing up, I had my own bedroom. So that was my place of prayer. Amen. You might have your dorm room. Amen. It might be on your front porch. Amen. I heard some people say it was their bathroom. <laughs> but get a certain place. Get a place to pray. Get a place to say, Lord, this is my place where I'm going to meet you. Come on, when you're dating, you and your boyfriend have a certain place y'all meet at. Amen. Come on now. You meet at a, you got, this is our place. This is our certain place. Amen. Me and my wife, we have our restaurant that we go to. This is our certain place. Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of the disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray. Teach us how to pray. And he gave us a pattern on how we should be praying as believers. See, we think prayers, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, uh, thank you, God, thank you, Jesus, hallelujah, 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 Father God, Father God, Father, Father, Father God. How many Father God we pray in our prayers sometimes? Father God, I just thank you even now, Father God, in the name of Jesus, Father God, I just bless you, Father God, Father God, Father God, Father God, Father God, for like, ooh, she praying, Father God, Father God, like it's a rap song, Father God. Just become so redundant. Father God, Father God, Father God. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And we just think that's what prayer is. It sounds good, don't it? Like, oh, yes, yes. You better pray. Just something that's, oh. But get yourself all tickled, but ain't no power in that sometimes. Father God, all you want, the devil's still coming and going to take you out. Come on. Father God, help me. Get me out this one. Lord, have mercy. Y'all behave yourself. Y'all making me act up up here. <laughs> the Bible says in Matthew chapter 6, verse 9 to 13, this is the pattern that Jesus gave his disciples for prayer. Amen. We call this the Lord's Prayer. But it's not really the Lord's Prayer because the Lord was God. It's really the disciples' prayer. It's really a prayer for us, for us to understand how we should be praying as believers. And there are about five different aspects of this prayer that we should remember. Now, the Lord's Prayer is a pattern for prayer. I know every time we say, you know, our Father, which art in heaven, it just becomes so redundant. Jesus wouldn't say, this is how you got to pray every time you pray. He said, this is a pattern for prayer. This is how your prayer life should be. This is how you should model your prayer. Not that you need to say this word for word for word every time to become some religious thing and it loses its power. Because sometimes we get so caught up in routine, we do it after a while, and the passion for the very thing dies down. And that's how it becomes religious and you lose relationship. That's when we come to Jesus Christ. We said it's not about religion. It's about relationship. Why? Because the passion dies down. You just do it just to be doing it. You got people just come to church because they've been going to church all their life. They don't know nothing else to do. But yet there's no passion for God. So when Jesus was telling his disciples, this is how you need to pray, he was saying, this is how you need to pattern your prayer life. Not that you need to say this word for word every time. Of with all the heaven, hallowed be thy name. Now, if that's what excites you, if that's what floats your boat, then praise God. I'm not trying to mess up your hustle. But you got to do what you got to do. But we're talking about having the passion for God. And that ignites passion with you. Praise God, then let it pray that. But it's giving, God was giving us a pattern through his son, Jesus Christ, to show us how we need to pray. He said, then this is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Hallowed is holy. Holy is your name. Holy be your name. Holy is your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day or today our daily bread amen forgive us for our debt as we forgive those who as we forgive those our debtors and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil that's what it says right there i'll stop right there deliver us from evil we know for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever amen yes hallelujah i'm about to sing this song to god so 
This is not just a saying, but it is a doing. It is a doing. It's not just repeating these words, repeating the, these statements. Because when I grew up, I don't understand what half that stuff meant. Get daptors? Lord, people in debt? What do you mean? It's credit card people? What do you mean by daptors? What, what are you talking about, Jesus? Our daily bread? What? Are you, what? You're talking about the devotional? Our daily bread? I didn't know. I didn't, you know, I didn't know. I didn't know. Some of you, be honest, you don't know either what I just said. Hallelujah. I'm going to break it down for you. I'm going to give you, I'm going to drop some knowledge on you today. Amen. Amen. So this, first of all, Jesus was saying, needs to become a personal practice for you. A personal practice for you. There was one, there was, as, as, as you read anything about theology, I know some of you are not into that stuff. Amen. But you need to have a basic understanding of who God is so you can communicate to people who God is. Amen. How can, you, how, how can you talk about the God you serve and you don't understand him? Amen. Learn about him. That's why we have Bible study. That's my shameless plug for Bible study. Amen. But there were many people um, back in the 1700s, 1800s, theologians, what they called the term practicing the presence of God, or they called the daily office, the daily office. I'm not talking about the office upstairs in the chapel. I'm talking about the daily office in terms of you in terms of you coming into God's presence. They, 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 they took time to pray. Man, them pray three times a day. If you read the Bible, if you read in the book of um, um, Daniel, the Bible says Daniel prayed three times a day. In other words, that was a pattern that he followed for prayer. He prayed, he prayed morning, noon, and, and, and nighttime before he went to sleep. Amen. Some Christians, they pray three times a day. These wasn't long, like I said, long prayers, like our intercession prayer meeting last Tuesday. But these were just moments, maybe 5, 10, 15 minutes, just to kind of meditate. Because sometimes we got pray in the morning, but by the time, by the time noon comes, we're in the flesh. We're ready to curse somebody out. We're overwhelmed. We're ready to throw a book at somebody. I'll be honest. Come on. Come on, there's been times I had my morning prayer time. And by the time I get to the office, I'm just like, what in the what in the what? And I'm upset. I'm like, I'm like, okay, just stop the spirit of Christ. Let me, let me check myself before I wreck myself. Hallelujah, Father God, Father God, Father God, Father God, Father God, Father God, Jesus, Jesus, Father God. Okay, I'm back now. I'm back now. And just, you know, you gotta get yourself back in. But it's a personal practice. It it was a way of them coming back into the presence of God throughout their day. When we pray, we need to make our prayer life a priority. It needs to become a personal practice. Amen? What's a personal practice? A personal practice is something that is an ache in you. You know that when you wake up in the morning, you have to go brush your teeth. At least I hope you brush your teeth. Amen? That's an ache in you. Amen? You learned that when you was a child. You know, this is the way we brush our teeth, brush our teeth, brush our teeth. Say to sleep. But this is the way we brush our teeth. So early in the morning. You know, and, and, and you learn that stuff. Amen. You learn you get dressed. You don't go outside butt naked. Amen. You learn you look in the mirror. You get the yompy out your eye. Amen. You rent your mouth. You, you shower. I hope you shower. Amen. At least not every day, but every other day. I hope you shower. Amen. So there's a certain routine that you have. And you will eat breakfast. You're going to eat something throughout the day. But if not, you're going to be a grouch like Oscar. So come on, you're going to eat something. So these, these are things that are routine. It is a personal practice for you. No one needs to tell you, baby, you need to eat. Baby, you need to brush your teeth. Baby, you need to comb your hair. You know you need to do those things because it is a personal practice. Prayer needs to become a personal practice for you. It should be an A. Oh, I got to pray. I didn't pray. I don't care if I'm late. I got to pray. I got to take time to connect with God because if I don't connect with God, y'all going to be in trouble this morning. That's how prayer is. Prayer train transitions you. It helps you to keep your mind leveled. It helps you to go in in the spirit so you won't fulfill the lustful desires of the flesh. But you better believe that every day the devil, your spiritual enemy, is setting up an ambush for you. He wants to wipe you out. It'll be the very day that you don't pray, the day that you wind up stumbling and say, how did I get in this mess? Because you didn't see God this morning. God was trying to tell you there was a trap right there, but you didn't hear him because you didn't pray. God is trying to get our attention, and this needs to become a personal practice. Every day, we need to take some time 
I don't care if it's five minutes. You take time for everything else. Come on, you take time to check your Facebook status. Come on. Let me check your Facebook status now on your cell phone. Come on. We take time for everything else, to watch our favorite TV show. We take time to go to events. We take time to go to the movies. We t- Look, we take time to do what we want to do. And prayer is something that we need to do. We're not, we might not always want to pray, but we need to pray. And see, Hammer said, we got to pray just to make it today. That's why we pray. We pray. Man, we got to pray. It's important that we pray. So the first thing that we must do, the Bible says, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. That word hallow is the word, it's the word hegaza, which is a, which is a Hebrew word, a Greek word, excuse me, and it means to make holy. It means to purify or it means to consecrate. That word consecrate is the same word we used last week for sanctification. His name is set apart. Holy is your name. God, you are set apart God. You are a holy God. You are a mighty God. You are a God all by yourself. There is no one else like you. Our first desire, our first pattern in our personal practice of prayer is number one. We need to seek God. We need to seek God's presence with a worshipful heart. A worshipful heart. A worshipful heart. We need to seek God's presence with a worshipful heart. That's why we take time to worship. That's why we invest in having the best, amen, for worship experience so we can have a worshipful heart. Our Father who art in heaven, holy is your name. That's the first pattern of prayer. God doesn't say holy is the name. No. Lord, I thank you. You are so mighty. You're so wonderful. It's coming to God with a worshipful heart. The scripture says, come before his porch with thanksgiving. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Come before his porch with praise. Amen? Praise and thanksgiving. That's the key to get into the holies of holies. That's the key to get into the sacred place. That's the key to connect with God. You have to have praise. You have to have worship. If I had, if I had time, I would go into the, the, the different types of praise. Because we think praise is, hey, it's Jesus. Hey. That's just, that's just one aspect of praise. There's a solemn praise. There's a praise that only the instruments can play, which is, which is a praise where they play on the strings. There's a praise where you lift your hands. There's a praise where you give a loud shout. There's a praise where you move your feet. There are different types of praises. And, 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 and they are weapons that we use against the enemy. Amen? They're weapons that we use. You mean the enemy, Pastor? Yes, the enemy, Satan. There, there are weapons. You better believe that there, that there are, are demons and, and, and spirits that, that are trying to annihilate you, that are trying to take you out, that are trying to bring confusion. You better believe it. But you need the power of the Holy Spirit. See, there's an unseen world that we cannot see that's actually more real than what you see. Just like I see you, there's a, there, there, there's a stronger world than that, which is the realm of the Spirit. Amen. Seek God's presence with a worshipful heart. Number two, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What does that mean? Lord, I'm setting your priorities over mine. I'm setting your priorities over mine. It's not about what I want. It's about what you want. It's about what you want. That needs to be a pattern in our prayer. That we can dump our stuff, our burden. The Bible says, cast your burdens unto Jesus, for he cares for you. But you said, Lord, with all these burdens I have, and this is what I would like you to do in this situation, but not my will. Your will be done. Father, you know what's best. You can see what I cannot see. You can see what I cannot see. I, 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 I love to watch fathers and mothers with their children. But sometimes children think they know it all. You know, especially little ones. If they think they know it all. I have a little nephew. He just thinks he know it all. I mean, just a smart little, smart little whippersnapper. Just think he know it all. And he think he could do this and do that and say, uh-uh, don't do that. No, don't touch the stove. It's hot. He's like, no, no. And he touched the stove with burning his fingers. Like, oh, we told you it, it, it was hot. Don't, 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 don't touch it. You have to be able to listen to God. God can see things that you cannot see, no matter how bad you want it. Because he knows the consequences. He knows it. 
He knows, he knows what in, is in your future. We call God Alpha and Omega. He's the beginning and the end. He knows exactly what's coming up. And so if he decides not to give you that very thing that you want, you have to trust him enough to say, Lord, not my will, but your will be done. I am setting your priorities over mine. That if you tell me not to go in that direction, that I'm not going to go in that direction. For some of you five, you still went into the direction the Lord told you not to go into, and you jacked yourself up. Lord, I'm setting my priorities over my own. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all of these things will be added to you. When you seek God first, the Bible says God knows the desires of your heart. If you delight yourself in the Lord, the Bible says he will give you the desires of your heart. But you got to delight yourself in the Lord. Stop trying to hustle a scheme and have your own way. When you pray, you get to see things from a different perspective because you're saying, God, it's your priorities over my own. Number three, give us today our daily bread. Give us today our daily bread. Our daily bread. We're not just talking about food here. You know, just a loaf of bread. Here's your loaf of wonder bread. We're not just talking about bread. We're talking about provisions. That's what he meant. Give us today our provisions. Seek God's provisions for your daily needs. He said this is something you need to add in prayer every day. Seek God's provision for your daily needs. Every day our needs differ. We need to seek God for our daily needs. You might wake up one day and you're frustrated and you find yourself getting angry because expectations are not being met. What can help with that? God, I need your peace this morning. Give me peace in my heart right now because I'm getting really frustrated. I'm seeking you for your provisions this morning in that area. It's not just the physical stuff. Lord, I, I need clothes. I, I, I need food on the table. Yes, he will do those things. Lord, I need you to touch my body. But it's also things that it's in your heart. Also things that are in your emotions. It's also things that nobody else but he can help you with. Come on, brothers. Lord, I feel tempted this morning. Help me, Lord. Oh, God, I need your strength this morning. Keep me from falling, God. God, she's fine, and I know I should be looking at that, but God, help my mind, God. Lord, I need your strength. You can give me strength. Come on now, I'll give you strength to turn away. He did it for Joseph. Come on. When Potiphar's wife said, come and lie with me. Come on. The Bible says she was a fine broad, okay? That was one fine sister. Come on now. She said, Maryland said, come and lie with me. And did a couple of times at that. Made advances. Talking about sexual harassment. Come on now. And I could, I could, I could, I could see, I could see the man of God saying, Lord, no, 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 no. Lord, give me strength. I'm running. I'm running for my life. Come on now. That stuff is real. Come on now. You married, you still get temptations. Come on. Sometimes I think it gets worse after you get married. He got some women who just like married men, right? Come on now. In the church, come on. So my wife last night, I was talking to one sister. And, you know, my wife, my wife had to work yesterday, so I just went to, the, to this event by myself. No names mentioned, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And, you know, you know, I, you know last night I had the suit on with the, with the silver tie and, you know, and, and the periwinkle shirt, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, I was doing it. I, I was representing for the gathering, you know what I'm saying? I was representing for the king of kings. I know you got some sisters. Praise the Lord. Pastor, praise the Lord. Where's Pastor Alverna? Oh, she's not here tonight. But tell her it's so good to see you. Tell her, tell her it's so good to see you. Not, not tell her we missed her. Tell her it's so good to see you. I said, what? <laughs> Come on now. Come on now. You have people who make advances at you. Come on now. I ain't talking about no ugly dogs either now. Come on now. I'm talking about some fine little things. Come on now. And you have to be able to say no. But if you don't get your daily provision, God can't help you. 
And that's why you're stumbling. That's why you're falling. And that's why you're locked up in lust and pornography and all that foolishness. Because you're not getting your daily provisions met. Well, Pastor, you know, he just kissed me on that spot right there. I'm just melted butter. Well, girl, get away from him. God will give you the strength. I like that, Pastor. Stop melting. Turn your neck. Wear, wear, shoot, wear a turtleneck or something. Come in here with hickeys on your neck. You haven't been married. Come on now. Come on now. Did I go there? Oh, Lord. I didn't put my foot in something, Minister Dwayne. Praise the Lord. Seek. Come on, come on. Cause we got to seek God's provision. God will give you the strength that you need to say no. He will give you the strength that you need to say no. But if you don't seek him for the strength, you won't have the strength. If you don't seek him for the strength, you won't have the strength. But Pastor, I can't stop smoking. If you don't seek him for the strength, you won't have the strength. He's giving you everything that you need to be victorious in this life. He said, I come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. How do you have the abundant life? You get it through prayer. This is, this, this, is, this is your foundation. This is your pillar for your faith. Prayer. Prayer. What makes me different? You serve a living God. Not a dead guy. I ain't talking about Buddha. I'm not talking about Allah. I'm not talking about anybody else. Harry Krishna, Selassie, whoever. I ain't talking about none of them folk. Those folk are dead. We can go to we can go to their grave to see their bones, but if you go to the tomb where Jesus was buried at, it's empty, because we serve a living God. We used to sing a song in the church: "God's not dead; He's still alive." So I'm like, we to declare He is a living God, and this is a living Word, and He will give you the provisions that you need daily if you seek Him. I love the scripture in Philippians 4.19 that says, And my God, my God, it's personal, shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. My God shall supply. But pastor, I need to wish for next semester. My God shall supply. Whatever you need, my God, pastor, I need a car. My God shall supply. All of my needs, according to his riches and glory, in Christ Jesus. Amen? So, number one, we come into God's presence with a worshipful heart. Number two, we seek God's provisions. Amen? And we, we, set up, we set up God's priorities over our own. Amen? Number three, we seek God's provision for our daily needs. That's the physical, that's the tangible and the intangible. And then number four, we seek God's pardon for our sin. This is what some of you miss it at, because you don't ask God to forgive you. See, there are sins that we commit knowingly. Sometimes we call that premeditated sin. Father, well, Pastor, what's a premeditated sin? Okay, okay, okay. I'm, I, I'm stuck on this relationship thing today. Okay. Be love. Yes, John. Coming to my dorm room tonight. John, but it's, it's about 10 o'clock. Just come on. I want to see you. I haven't seen you all day. <sighs> Look, I'm coming with my girl. I'm coming with my girl. No, just you. Just you. I just want to see you, boo. I, I miss you. I miss you. Come on. I, I, you know, I, I have papers to do all week long. Come on. Come on. All right. Girl, where you going? Well, John just called me. Girl, that's a booty call. No. I ain't nothing like that. Come on, girl. Stop, stop. Now I'm just going to see John. You know, I haven't seen him, you know, all day. And, you know, he's been working hard. You know, I got to see my man. You know, I got to see my man. I got to see my man. That's how y'all talk. I, I see y'all outside. That's exactly how I can talk. Ghetto fabulous. I'm going to see my man. But I don't want to look at him. I got to see him. So you tippy toe over to the dorm room. Amen. Whatever. John, where your buddies at? Oh, no, they went out. They went to the city to hang out. It's just me and you, boo. Just me and you. All right. Just me and you. All right. Here, let's go watch some TV. Let's sit down together. All right. 
you sitting down or whatever. And you know darn well what's about to happen. Premeditated sin. You don't want to do it. You wish you did. But you are stuck in a pattern. And you're just taking step by step. It's just getting deeper and deeper and deeper in it. And then you leave 3 o'clock in the morning. Amen. Praise the Lord. You leave 3 o'clock in the morning feeling defeated, feeling empty, feeling sad, feeling convicted and say, what did I just do? I said I was going to get my cookies no more. Those people, you knew you was going to do it. You knew, but you was just going with the flow. You, you didn't seek God's, you didn't seek God for, for, for his provisions to help you in that area. So you stumble. So you stumble. We need to seek God's pardon for our sins. Then they would come up to church the next morning and we'll be like, Lord, well, I'm worshiping the house. And we're like nothing didn't happen. You just keep looking straight. When pastors are talking about sin and stuff, just look straight. I'm like, you don't know about that girl. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 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 I'm saved. I'm saved. Yes. And we are affronting ourselves in the church. Don't you know, about, don't you know in the word of God, when you read about the children of Israelite, if there was sin in the camp, God would strike people dead. But Pastor, God don't do that today, but curses do come in the church. Come on, stuff still happens. Come on now, God sees. Come on now, he knows. Come on now. Running to get, running to the nurse office to get the money after pill because you didn't have protection. Oh my God, where am I going? Lord have mercy. Seek God's pardon for your sins. That's what it means where it says, Forgive us our debts as we forgive those our debtors. In other, in other words, Lord, forgive us our sin. The Bible said, for the wages of sin, the works of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. Forgive us for our sins. Forgive us for what our sin has done, the debt that it has created. And it says, not just that, but for help me to forgive those, Lord. I forgive those who have sinned against me. I forgive those who have sinned against me. And that's what we miss it at, too. Because we're quick to ask God for forgiveness for the things that we've done wrong. But yet, when someone do wrong to us, we give them hell and grief. married people, your husband do wrong, you make him pay. You shut down the garage, the kitchen, everything. You make him grovel. That's a shame. When you do wrong, you just, oh, baby, you know, I did a little boo-boo. I'm sorry. It's okay. All right, baby, I'll forgive you. Then when you do wrong, then when he do wrong, you make him pay. It's not God. It's not God. We have to forgive those who have hurt us too. That's what you mean. Forgiving, first of all, is not forgetting. And forgiveness is for you. It's to free you. Because while you holding the hurt and the pain and what someone did to you, that person is living their life. They're going home at night and sleeping well. And you up, can't sleep, got ulcers, all stressed out, got high blood pressure because of something that someone else did to you. When we say the Lord's Prayer, we're releasing that hurt. We're releasing that pain. We're releasing that, that, that feeling of grief that comes over us. Seek God's pardon for your sins and release those who have also sinned against you. This is what we're supposed to do every day. Can I tell you something? Every day someone will offend you. Come on now. Come on now. What happened on a Sunday morning coming to church? Come on now. Come on now. People will aggravate you and irritate you and just rub you the wrong way. Sometimes we wake up on the wrong side of bed. Let the church say amen. Some you woke up on the wrong side of bed this morning. Don't even look at me. I don't want to talk right now. I'm here. That's why I'm here. Thank you, Jesus. 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 See, God's. Pardon for your sins. The Bible says if we confess our sins, he is faithful and he is just 
to forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. God can cleanse us. There are sins of commission. Commission, we talked about, was the premeditated sin. It's the sin that I know darn well that I'm doing wrong. But it's also the sins of omission, which are the things I don't realize that I'm doing wrong. I didn't realize that that was wrong. I didn't realize that I, I sinned in that area. I didn't realize that I came short up in that area. So when we ask God to forgive us for our sins, it's not just the things we knew, we knew knowingly, amen, that we have previous knowledge that we did wrong, but it's also asking God to forgive us for the things that we didn't realize that we'd done wrong. Sometimes people do things to us. They'd be like, I, I did that. Oh, I'm so sorry. I, I didn't mean to do that. It, it, they, they did it unknowingly. And there are sins that we commit that's offensive to the presence of God that we commit unknowingly. So when we ask God to forgive us for our sins, it's the things we're aware of and the things that we're not aware of. God, pardon our sins today. And last but not least, I'm closing. Seek God's power to overcome every temptation. Seek God's power to overcome every temptation. Now, I like this word temptation because it's not just you going through trials and troubles. You know, we have temptations. We hear the song on every hand. Amen. But it's temptations where we face certain things that try to overcome us. And I like what the scripture says, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. In other words, in other words, we can be bound by evil. That's what it said. If we say deliver us from evil, that means there's some evil around us. And that's why every day you need to say the Lord's Prayer. Because if you don't say the Lord's Prayer, if you don't model this type of prayer and make it a personal practice, you will be in, uh, subdued by evil. It's very plain. Lord, deliver us from evil. Deliver us from the evil one. If you don't seek God's deliverance power, you won't be delivered. Scripture says you have not because you ask not. My people perish for a lack of knowledge. Just because you don't know something doesn't mean that God excuses you from it. Seek God's power. Seek God's power. Seek God's power. You need the power of the Holy Spirit. That's the power we're talking about. We're talking about dunamis power. That's the, that's the Greek word for power. That word dunamis is equivalent to the word dynamite. Amen. I'm not talking about JJ from Good Times. Dynamite. I'm talking about dynamite. Explosive power. God wants to give us explosive power. We have access to explosive power. How do you think we overcome the enemy? Through explosive power. Power. Some of us, we don't have any power working in our lives. Or we are, are, are quickly going on empty. You have to seek God daily for power. We call it power for living. This is how we live that sanctified life. This is what we do daily as Christians. But, you know, it's sad to say some of us grew up in church all our lives. We never learned this stuff. We've gone to Sunday school. We, we hear messages after messages. That sounds good. Great. Mm-hmm. But we don't get down to the nitty-gritty. We, if I asked you about prayer, you wouldn't be able to tell me anything. Because we don't, we, 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 we don't understand it. And, I, and I'm sick of, of, of preachers preaching messages with all these gigantic words that no one can understand. And we go, yeah, amen, praise the Lord, hallelujah. And Samalah and the Greek word chronos. It's like, whoa, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus. And we're praising God, and we don't understand a word that he's saying. That we go, what did the pastor say today? Girl, it was good. It was so annoying. Well, what did he say? Girl, you just had to be there. Well, what did he talk about? He said something about trusting in Jesus. That's all I know. I'm just trusting in Jesus. Hallelujah. And we go from God's house and we don't understand anything. Come on now. Come on now. My job as a pastor, our job as a 
pastoral team, as ministers and elders, is to make sure that we break it down, that we make it plain. So that when we stand before God with the Lord, we told them the truth. We broke it down for them. You know why we say amen in the church? Because we understand. We say, so be it. Don't say amen to something you don't know what the heck he's saying or she's saying. <laughs> we say amen because we receive it. We understand it. And we say, Lord, so be it. That's what amen means. So be it. Let it be done. Amen. We need to seek God's power to overcome temptation. So one, seek God's presence with a worshipful heart. You have to come and worship. Don't come and say, well, Lord, I just thank you, but I gotta do, I need you to do this and do that. And do that. No, no. Take time to worship God. Take time to worship God. But Pastor, I don't know how to do that. We start reading the Lord's Prayer, and then the more you pray, the more it will shift and change. Make it personal. Make it personal. It's simple. Are y'all going to pray this week? Are y'all really going to take this, what I'm giving you? Because it's going, I'm telling you, it's going to revolutionize your life. It's going to revolutionize your life. If you're not praying the way you should, set alarm. Put it, put, put it on, maybe I got a smartphone in here. Make, 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 email yourself. Put it, put it on your calendar. Let it beep, 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 beep. Prayer. Do something. Come on now. Get, get a buddy. Get a prayer partner. Get somebody. Get a dorm with girl. You want to pray? All right, we're going to pray every day at 3 o'clock. Come on. We're going to do this. I need to pray. Get a prayer buddy. I had a prayer partner when I started. Pastor Edgar was my prayer buddy. My prayer, but get a prayer, but get somebody to hold you accountable. Get a partnership so you can pray. The Bible says the effectual, fervent prayers of the righteous avail it much. In other words, prayers that are effective, prayers that are fervent, prayers that come through your heart. Not, 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 not some prayer from a prayer book, but prayers that come from your heart. It's fervent. It's heartfelt prayer. They avail much. Seek God's priorities over your own. Seek God's provision for your daily needs. Seek God's pardon for your sins. And seek God's power to overcome temptation. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. What are we going to do today with what we've heard? Not just meant to go in one ear, one out the ear. You might say, "Well, Pastor, I pray, I, I do what I, 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 I can do." But could you be better? Could we be better? Could your prayer life get more intensified? See, when you pray, you want to know that heaven is hearing you. Now, well, Lord, I hope you hear me. I said, "No, you want to know that you know that you know God has heard your prayers." It's good to have the pastor pray for you, and I love praying for people. Amen. But it's powerful when you have your own relationship. It's powerful when you can call on the name of Jesus for yourself. Because there will come a time and a place where nobody else will be around. And you have to learn how to call on God by yourself.